Yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's that's that's what money gives you, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's money itself is not what we're chasing. Uh, money itself is is just a means to an end. Mm. Um, it's not the end in itself, right? Mm. So we're not we're not going for money. Uh, we're more interested in what money can do for us. Um, and how it can allow us to, um, add value to the world. And yeah. Hello and welcome to the Woke Finance Podcast, the podcast talking all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? <laughs> yes, yes, Peter. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very good. Um, in recent times, I've been playing football and I've realised that my uh, my performance has dropped a bit. Um, and so in recent times, I've realised I've also gained a bit of weight. <laughs> so um, at the point of recording this podcast, I'm really looking at ways to uh, start trimming down, uh, looking at my diet um, to improve my performance on the football pitch. Love it, love it, man. It happens to the best of us. All you can do is recognise it's happening. And then what you're doing, man, seeing that ways you can um, improve things over time, of course, like investing and stuff. It takes time, right? Well, absolutely, absolutely. We need a compounding effect to take place as soon as possible. <laughs> In the positive direction. In the positive direction. <laughs> no, I love it, love it, love it, man. Good to hear from you, bro. Um and a massive shout out to our listeners wherever you are in the world, man. We appreciate your ongoing support. Um, today, yeah, we've got a bit of a fun, um, light-hearted episode. Um, one of those hypothetical um scenarios. Um, hypothetical for now. Who knows what the future uh, may <laughs> um entail? But um, Jax, we yeah, we've got a hypothetical um discussion, and this is around right now today. If you was awarded or gifted or won. One million pounds today. Imagine you just leave your house. You're about to go on your jog because you you obviously want to, you know, monitor your weight and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden you just get a notification that you've been awarded one million pounds today. Chucks, man, I need to know from you right now. What will you do with that money? And it's legit. Everything's legit, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're assuming that one million pounds has hit uh, our bank accounts. And um, now this podcast idea was my idea. I actually came across it on social media where um, there was a couple who were just discussing, you know, what they would do if they received a million pounds. And it, and it just made me really think, really and truly, what would I do? You know, what what would I do? What would Peter do if one million pounds was to be deposited into uh my bank account today and and uh, and, and, and Giles, it's quite interesting because obviously we were talking about building wealth and over time um and at some point that you know obviously we're talking about today but that time will come right and it's like okay when it does actually happen <laughs> what will you do but imagine if it just hit you today though <laughs> yeah 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 and actually you probably tell by my response um on my response is that generally speaking, what I'll probably do if I received a million pounds today is more s- similar to what I'll do if I was to build it over time as well. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I think I mean, the first one is, and I guess this is testament of my character and a testament of what I believe and my risk profile, etc. I'm a I'm a huge believer in financial security as the foremost. I think uh, if a million pounds hit my bank today, one of the first things I would think is I'm gonna make sure that that never goes away. 
<laughs> um, or, or it doesn't fall into the wrong hands or I don't blow it and that, and that kind of stuff. So number one is, is financial security. And then number two will be, you know, how do I turn this million into something uh, that can grow from one million to, to two million to four million to five million, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first answer might surprise you a bit, Peter. Um, I think my first one is that it will it would trigger me uh, to make sure that I write a will and also um, create what we call a lasting power of attorney. Mm. And I know that's a very strange answer to give. <laughs> I'm sure many people would think, what? What? A you just got a million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth are you doing writing a will and then getting a, a lasting power of attorney? Well, because I think, you know, as soon as uh, big money hits uh, my account, I want to make sure um, as I build my financial foundations, which also includes things like insurances, um, I want to make sure that that money is protected if the worst was was to happen to me. I know most most people say something like, hey, I I would take a holiday, jump on an aeroplane and, and, you know, travel to Hawaii. I think that's what one of the couples said. Um, But what happens if that plane doesn't make its way back? (laughs) (laughs) Very true. I was about to say, you can do the wheel whilst on holiday, but you're right. What happens if it doesn't even get there? (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I come from a low-income background, so um, that one million pounds means a lot for me and my family, right? So um, the first things I would do, yeah, I'll make sure that it's most definitely written in a will where how that one million is going to be distributed um, fairly uh, according to what I believe is, is fair um, and what I want. And also um, the other one was that was a loss in power of attorney, which essentially um, is in case uh, I lose my mental capacity, um, you know, someone has to be able to uh, make those decisions on my behalf and I want to be able to choose who that person is. Mm. Um, and, and there are two types of last and powers of attorneys. One is usually for uh, health decisions um, and the other is to do with financial decisions. And of course, I'm talking more about the financial decisions, but of course, I'll make one for health decisions as well. But yeah, a bit of a strange answer. I'm sure listeners are thinking, whoa, Jax, really? Come on, you're too serious. But I think really and truly, that is actually what I would do. <laughs> mm. That's mad. No, but I fully hear that, man. Um, it's a, obviously quite a large sum of um money as well. And it's very easy to get caught away <clears throat> and just carried away, sorry, and do whatever you want to do and say you will do that later. But by the time later comes, you've probably spent a significant amount of that money. Well, exactly, exactly. I think I think that's that's in my experience, that's what happens to a lot of people, you know, the excitement. Yeah. Yeah. And and in that spending um a significant amount of money, remember you've got such a large sum. So when you book that holiday, you're not gonna book, you know, a holiday that you book if you was, I don't know, on a on a medium to low salary or whatever. You're gonna ex- book a quite a luxurious holiday right and the thing is with that especially when you know you have the money available that stuff becomes quite addictive very easily once you see that good life <laughs> yeah i mean look i've 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 got people that um tend to fly business class and mm. what i've heard from them uh, is you know the moment you you fly business class or first class you you, you can't turn back you're never going back and especially yeah. if you know the money is there you've got the money it's available it's a small percentage of your total um income etc um so yeah man I, I like you taking the other side of things first before yeah. you enjoy and i know we're gonna get to the enjoyment bit in a second but <laughs> yeah. before you enjoy i like the fact that you do take this the more serious um logical approach in my opinion 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what, what about you, Peter? What, what, what comes to mind? A million pounds hits your bank account. Well, you know what? First of all, it's going to take me... Um, I'm going to go through a season of... <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to describe, but a season of dopamine fasting. So I will spend a good month, six weeks, just being in solitude, proper quiet in my own space, because... You you want to, especially if it was to hit my account now, you want to actually just realise this is actually real. I need to delay all forms of gratification. And yeah. the only way I could do that is to go through a serious <laughs> season of fasting <laughs> before making any mad decisions. And um, once that happened, I will eventually come to the conclusion of um, probably um, seeking, um, well, not probably seeking um, professional um, help, financial help, sorry, through a financial advisor. But even within that time of solitude, I would have been doing a bit of planning and all of that stuff as well. So, um, um, yeah, man, it will definitely end up going down that route and eventually, of course, going through, you know, what you've just mentioned around protection and all of that stuff. Yeah. And and to be honest, those, those are the kind of things that you will um, have when you do speak to a, a regulated financial advisor. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I normally say that, you know, the moment your net worth hits um, at least a quarter of a million uh, minimum, um, I want to say minimum, I mean, if, if you have this as your net worth, you should speak to a financial advisor. Mm. Kind of thing. That's my that's my opinion, um, because then your net worth starts to really, really uh, pick up and the consequences of not speaking to someone who is a professional start to mm. become more aggressive. So yeah. um, most definitely, I think it's important to speak to a regulated financial advisor or financial a- planner. Absolutely, absolutely. Because um, even, you know, when I talk about that type of solidity, I'll be educating myself in terms of the implications. Because yes, it may sound great that you have a million pounds, but there are lots of implications that can affect you negatively from, you know, a tax perspective and other areas of your finance if you don't um use that money wisely or treat it wisely as well. So educating myself um as I go to um, a financial advisor and for our listeners we've actually done an episode on <clears throat> should you use a financial advisor and if you do um what are some of the things that you want to look for and one of the things we always say um is really looking for a financial advisor that has a heart of an educator you want to feel that you're learning and you're being taken on a journey with them um so yeah there'll be lots of um initial thoughts and um, but what i probably as i said i probably won't do is i think i'm at a place where i just won't splash it out immediately yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of tax efficiencies, um, and I mean, yes, I, I will also speak to a regular financial advisor, even though I am a investment management professional. Um, there are some decisions I kind of know what I will make anyway. Um, yes, it will be good to get a uh, another perspective from a regular financial advisor, but most definitely one of those things that I will be doing in in the topic of tax efficiency is I will be uh, filling up my pension pot. Ooh, again, yes. <laughs> again. <laughs> I know our listeners are thinking, really, Jack? <laughs> you can go to Barbados, you can go to anywhere in the world. You're thinking about filling up your pension. Bar. Again, you can do that online whilst you're in Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fine, that's what I probably will be doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the way that looks is um, here in the UK, uh, we have a tax allowance that's actually be- recently been changed. And pension pots are the most tax efficient uh, accounts or savings accounts that you can possibly have. Mm. Every £80 that goes into a pension pot becomes £100 for Mm. everybody, including lower rate taxpayers and higher rate taxpayers. But as a higher rate taxpayer, um, you even make more. So every £60 Mm. 
it comes to 100 pounds because you get the tax back um and similarly for an additional rate taxpayer as well which chances are you will become if you earn it you've got a million pounds so <laughs> most definitely peter i would definitely be looking to fill up my pension pot um so we've got 60k allowance for this year but you can also backdate another extra two years or three years i believe um whatever you didn't use you can actually backdate it so um of course it will not make up the whole million uh it might just make up maybe 150 or something of the, mm. of the sort but i would definitely be looking to yeah make use of that tax efficiency um i'm filling up that 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 pot you know as i said uh, even if even if it's just a hundred grand remember that hundred grand doesn't stay as a 100 grand it gets topped up as well mm. and the good thing is i can't touch that money for another at least another 25 years mm. So um, I'm protecting my future and even more um, attractively, what I'm doing is I am seeding this portfolio um, and I have 25 years of compounding, meaning even if it is just a hundred grand, let's say the total was a hundred grand. Um, if we plug the hundred grand into an investment calculator or in a or compound interest calculator, and let's say that pension pool received a 7% uh, compounded annual growth, which is just a yearly return, 7% every year. And I didn't put any more money in at all for the next uh, 25 years, that portfolio will become 500 grand kind of thing. So hmm. by starting early and putting this money early and allowing 25 years of compounding, I'm guaranteeing uh, a five, 50, not 500 grand portfolio, which if we use the four percent rule, it means I can withdraw twenty grand every year when mm. I come to retirement, which um, is just shy of being able to live a moderate lifestyle. And remember, that's just from this million pounds, you know, in in, in uh, money that you've got today. And that yeah, and that's a hundred grand. Sorry, yeah. So sorry, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I'm taking a hundred grand actually of the. Sorry, yeah. You've taken a yeah. hundred grand of the million pounds. So that's just that money that you and you say you're gonna get around five over five hundred k in retirement from just that hundred grand. Yeah. And um, this is bearing in mind you've got pension pots from other places as well, and you're you're working all of that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So what, what I'm saying is, in fact, it doesn't even have to be a hundred grand, right? Even if I put eighty grand, mm. that eighty grand from the million becomes a hundred grand mm. immediately, and then one hundred grand invested over a long period of time, mm. where I don't put any new money in. I've just stuck mm. it in there. Let's just have totally forgot about it, right? Yeah. And I want to enjoy my life with the other uh, nine hundred and twenty grand that I got left. And then all of a sudden, on my 50th birthday, I open up my pension pot. The mm. chances are I'll have about a half a million in there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I can use that to do things. Hmm. Wow. So you, you in that um, with you know uh, about 10 percent, just under 10 percent of the one million pound you you've used away. So you've got about 900, 920 left. You protected your your long term future pensions, right? You protected yeah. your future there. Nice boom. Um, what about the medium term before then? So the next 10 to 15 years, how are you looking after that with your the rest of your 900k? <laughs> I mean, around 900k it might be not even a yeah, around 900k, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I mean, look, uh, now my life looks different, <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, whilst uh, you know, um, before by by savings would have looked one way or my mm. emergency fund would have looked one way, and that looks a completely different way. Mm. <laughs> so I will most definitely be using at least 10% of that uh, million 
to just save um, mm-hmm. just a stack somewhere where I can't touch that money that mm-hmm. is purely for emergencies that is purely for something in the future it's just money that I'm not allowed to touch mm-hmm. um, and that will give me a backbone um, so that when I spend the rest I can feel comfortable doing so mm-hmm. knowing that I've got a um, hundred grand uh, saved in a low risk um, environment that could be just a savings account or that could be, um, let's say, a money market fund. Essentially, something that allows me to have uh, liquidity, um, mm. easy access, and I'm, yeah, and I'm not touching that money um, for a long time. Now, there are different ways, and we can go into a whole rabbit hole of how to, you know, distribute the savings in different places, etc. Mm. Uh, but of course, we know at least. Uh, 20k will go into my stocks and shares ISR yeah. and that could be kept in cash if I wanted to but like mm-hmm. ideally I'll probably invest that um, and then we've got things like lifetime ISs as well uh, which actually I'll, I'll definitely top up it's only four grand yeah. <laughs> so you just just it's just one of those things you just do anyway if you've got that much money um, but yeah Peter definitely in in a, in a shorter term um, definitely the emergency fund will definitely have to be funded fully funded yeah um, I won't touch that money for a long time yeah um yeah so a good temp so about 100k or so just put away in different saving pots filling up everything that needs to be filled up essentially yeah absolutely um yeah every everything that allows for tax efficiency at a decent level of risk um not mm-hmm. high risk but low risk that's the first thing that i will attack first yeah um so you know i'm, I'm not talking here about angel, angel investing and i'm not talking about even like uh, here in the UK, we've got a uh, venture capital trust, mm. VCTs, and we've also got something called EIS, Enterprise Investment Schemes, that are mm. also very tax efficient. We've also got things like AIM ISAs, uh, which allows you to inf- invest in early stage companies and not pay tax after you've invested for, I think, two years or so. So mm. there are other ways to invest tax efficiently, um, but they come with more risk. Of course. Uh, and so the way I'm bucketing the spend or, or the financial plan with this million is um, I'm starting off with the most tax efficient ones, but at the lowest risk. Mm. Hmm. On that, actually, um, will there come a point where you might um, make a few more, uh, one may say, riskier decisions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I'm quite risky. So uh, so let's, let's backtrack. So um, I filled up my pension pot. Um, and even then, remember, filling up your pension pot is one thing, but you have to look beneath the bonnet, like mm. because pension pots are just savings accounts and there are investment accounts. So you want to know what the money is actually invested in. Mm. Um, and interestingly, in that perspective, um, because I've got 25 years as a time horizon, I can invest in a, you know, an all equity portfolio. Mm. Right. So that is in one way more risky by by definition because it's more volatile. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, the history tells us that this is how um, I'm going to grow my portfolio the best given the time frame, right? Mm. So that's let's let's uh, eliminate that option. That's that's done. Um, mm. That's number one. Then I've got my savings. I've gone the opposite way and, and gone completely into me, uh, low risk, which mm. is just savings accounts and earning interest on 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 that. Especially in this environment where interest rates are actually higher as well, you actually get more for your buck. Mm. So so there's that. Um, and there's one thing that I know you you've definitely have must have thought about, uh, which is let's look at the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I guess this is one of those things where you have listeners that will totally agree, mm. and then you have listeners that will totally 
disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get people in the middle. Um, so you can let me know what your thoughts are. Um, I, I, I'm i not sure already if I would definitely pay off all my mortgage, mm. right? Because that also comes at a cost because you're exiting your deal quite early. You might pay a penalty of up to like 8K, 10K based on how my mortgage is now. Um, so I may not pay off all my mortgage straight away, but it is something that I am an advocate for if you can. Um, and I know Dave Ramsey will be so proud if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but the chances are I will most likely um, completely reduce my loan to value. Mm, mm, mm. So it could be that I pay at least half of it um, or let's say two thirds of it so that whatever I've got left, um, the monthly payments are not a lot. Now, again, as I said, it may not be for many people the most uh, efficient use of money um, because it has an opportunity cost attached to it, which that money could be invested and get a high return on the interest you're paying. But the peace of mind hmm. of knowing that the home that I've just paid for or have paid a lot for and I have a lot of equity in is actually mine and I owe more of the house than, than the bank. Think. So that's something I will consider. What do you think? And you've significantly reduced your um your monthly payments as well. Um yeah, no, um, I mean I think it's one of those ones where it's not a right or wrong answer. It's about what suits you and your not just your personal finances, but your your mindset as well. Um I agree. I mean, if you was to have no mortgage debt, no debt at all, um, the peace of mind that that brings for a lot of people is enough to justify that decision. Um and I'm all for that. Um I mean for me it depends on where I am in my mortgage at the time I get that million pounds. We're talking about now Pio we're talking about <laughs> now listen today. you know what you know what um I'm I'm I'll probably say right now realistically I'll slap it all on man. I'll get rid of that mortgage, man. Um, Especially in the times we're in now when it comes to remortgaging and all of that stuff. Um, But again, um, I would... Either way is absolutely fine. But for me personally, I'll probably slap it all on. Um, I will need to do look at the numbers, though, in terms of what is left. Because remember, I've filled up... I've worked towards my pensions. I've paid whatever I want towards my pensions. I've paid towards um, investing as well. Um, I'm going to have some money aside for enjoyment, trust on that one. Um, and then there's so many other things about future kids, family, all of that stuff. So the numbers need to make sense. But if the numbers make sense to a point where I can pay off the mortgage, I'm going for it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And I think what, what I said in terms of like paying a, a huge chunk of so that your loan to value is is low. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and then your, your equity is high. The great thing about that is mathematically, the way uh, a lot of uh, compounding debt works is even when you're paying it back in the first few years, you're not actually paying back much of the capital. Mm. You end up paying a lot of the interest. Yeah. But it comes a point mathematically where, you know, if you, you know, pay off quite a decent chunk, now the monthly amounts that you're going to pay after that will actually be going towards the principal. Um, more more of it will be going towards the principal. So yeah, like you said, it's probably good to get the pen and paper out um, and, and work with like a financial advisor or someone who knows how to calculate these things and then, you know, see how much do I need to pay off right now uh, so that anything that I need to pay off in the future actually attacks majority of the capital than the interest along yeah. so i think that's something you could definitely consider and i think that ongoing argument will be around opportunity cost man because if it just makes sense to put that money elsewhere and 
you know, in terms of the return as well and the numbers make sense, I'm not going to lie. My eyes will be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Should I pay off the mortgage or not? But it really is about, and, and that's why it's hard to give an answer now because you really need to understand what this might look like but on both sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so and, and I think you know even though even if the math says don't pay off your mortgage, like you said, it's it's a bit more than just the maths, right? It's also the mind, the, what what it does for the mind. Mm. So having a peace of mind, um, and we know generally that our biggest uh, tool to build a wealth long term is our income or mm. our net income. Mm. So um, if we are able to get rid of uh, what is most definitely the highest cost for most people, which is either a mortgage or rent, if we're able to get rid of that then any income you earn henceforth can be used towards building that wealth, right? Mm. So so it's just something that you can also factor into your thinking. So, so we've talked about filling up our pension pots. Uh, we've talked about emergency funds. We've talked about medium-term and long-term investing through ISAs and stuff like that. We've considered paying off our mortgage or paying off a big chunk of our mortgage um, so that the, you know, the loan-to-value is lower and our equity is higher uh, than the bank's. Um, so what next? I think for me, um, now all, all of that, of course, everyone is, you know, in different situations and property prices are different. That will still leave me with a solid half a mil left. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so now, you know, I've still got half a mil to do a lot of stuff. And, and, and also it's important to understand that I've made those decisions, um, that we've just spoken about knowing that it's not going to cost a whole million. Mm, exactly, <laughs> if it was yeah. The, yeah if it was the whole million i definitely want to be doing those things mm. uh but you know this comes up to let's say half a mil maybe it's not even that but let's say it's half a mil yeah so the next things we're going to do uh for me anyway is it's, it's, it's now time for me to to go on that holiday <laughs> 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 yeah i need to i need to travel um i may take let's say well first before i travel i need to uh and have a word with my employers yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh the word the word may just be look i might i might just want to take a six month sabbatical hey mm. it may not be the fact that i'm leaving the job for straight away if you if you love your job and and, and you know you enjoy what you do and you get, you get rewarded and paid fairly then so be it um but you, but you can have a conversation and you can you know take things like six month sabbaticals or or come to an agreement etc Ideally, I would want, probably want to take six months off mm. um, to just, you know, like you said, you know, recalibrate, um, understand exactly where I stand now, um, enjoy life a bit, maybe travel the world a bit um, without spending too much. Um, and, and, then, and then, you know, come back after six months. And after six mm. months is go time. After six months, I think for me, then the next step is how do I make this next let's say 400 pounds left so let's say 100 grand is what i spend on traveling yeah um with my wife because i'll probably take her along mm. um now i've got i've got 400 grand i think the next stage for me is to now see what i can build with that 400 grand mm. um so i think i will definitely be planning to uh maybe pay for some coaching pay for some education mm. or something maybe start a business that, that that's more of a harder decision mm. um and i probably won't do it straight away uh this is something that i'll keep in the bank account earning interest until i'm sure I'll, of what i want to do with that money yeah uh, whether it is to build a business whether it is to do anything fun um etc cetera, etc cetera. does that make sense yeah that makes perfect sense yeah yeah so that's that's, that's what i'll do um we, i did yeah go on, go on. 
Um, I, I did have some some other ideas, um, but I don't I don't know if that's something I'll do with a million pounds. Maybe that's something I'll do in the future. Yeah. Um, but one thing I haven't actually well actually before we get there, one thing I haven't mentioned, which I don't know how I missed it, but I probably will do. I don't know how I will do it, but I probably will do. Is I'll probably find a way to uh, retire my parents or or mm. really help them out with their finances. Um, so uh, I probably won't tell them that I've won a million. Most definitely yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, um, they'll be doing the best for you. <laughs> this is how you can spend a million, Jack. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But most definitely, I I will seek to do whatever I can to help them financially. That's that. that I think that's that comes with. That's even unspoken of. It's just something that we do anyway. Um. But there is something that I personally have a passion for, which I'm praying about, which something is, is something I may do in the future. But I almost want to start my personal uh, benevolence fund mm. uh, or some sort of fund uh, that I, I manage myself almost as a fund manager. And essentially what that investments will do, it will be uh, a multi-asset portfolio. Uh, so it'll be invested in, uh, a variety of different asset classes, including fixed income, so bonds and, and that kind of stuff. It'd be invested in alternative investment trusts, uh, real estate investment trusts as well, and some equities um, and some cash instruments as well. And essentially what I want from that portfolio is for it to derive a, a decent high yield income. Mm. And then what I plan to do is, yes, as I try to grow the capital of this fund in line with inflation, I also want the portfolio to spit out an income and I can use that income to do good in the world, mm. um, whether it's to help our uh, widowers or orphans or, or people struggling with debt. Mm. But essentially, um, every income that the asset produces is going to be used for something that, um, that, that can really add value to people in the world. I love that. Something linked to, you know, um, an ongoing long-term passion of yours. Yeah. Um, and and one, one reason why I like that as well, because it's going into um, your own investment fund where it's constantly generating income. It's yeah. an ongoing thing. Um, so no, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you, the, the great thing about these things is you can pass it on, you can put it into a trust, mm, etc. Yeah. Pass it on, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Um, would you spend any of the money on future um in, in uh, investments in property that's another point that's a very very valid point i'm sure some of our listeners are thinking what how do you guys miss out investment property <laughs> on buy to let properties etc so i think what the reason why i haven't mentioned it is because it's part of my uh f- the 400k that was left yeah yeah um yeah. so so that 400k that's left i now have to think about the best use of that money for investment mm. purposes mm. so um and, and again that's aside from what we've discussed in terms of mm. our pensions and ISIS and that kind of stuff now uh i'm thinking about potential battlelets and i'm also thinking about um starting my own business mm. um so yeah that, that's something i can't say with a level of certainty i see that's what i'll definitely do um but most definitely i think it is an option but i think i'm also more you know attracted to probably uh, starting my own business and funding it and then you know as that business grows i can use the proceeds to uh to invest in properties etc and and that's the beauty of of this and you have you know you have options right so it's about 
you deciding what would work best for you but those are your range of options you know whether it's in business properties and other things as well yeah well absolutely absolutely it's it's that's that's what money gives you right absolutely um, you know it's money itself is not what we're chasing uh money itself is is just a means to an end mm. um it's not the end in itself right mm. so we're not we're not going for money uh we're more interested in what money can do for us um and how it can allow us to um add value to the world and yeah that's what and that's what we're, we're, we're interested in um so so most definitely yeah yeah and i think for me for that and if i think it's fairly soon but for that last you know half a mil 400k or so it's about creating opportunities where whatever investment vehicles you're putting money into that is creating income to go into other um investments or whether it's a business or vice versa the business funding your invest whether it's investment property etc so you're almost out of the equation they're all running each other based on the income that they are generating essentially absolutely absolutely yeah yeah definitely um yeah which are which are definitely um love and definitely uh that, that's something to aspire to as well but no that 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 sounds yeah amazing and again as you said at the beginning of this episode it's something that you'll probably want to do when you work up to that uh, amount anyway but yeah. if you was to get that amount today so it's good to hear that it won't be too different if someone was to surprise maybe someone's listening been listening to us for a long time <laughs> jackson they've been saying you know i want to bless these to you though and yeah look, it's time to make the move so let me get in touch <laughs> <laughs> well i'll be here ready for you so. <laughs> yeah but it's it, it is good to think about these things and, and i yeah. also think you know whilst it might sound like hope whilst it might sound like it's a fantasy um the truth of the matter is it is very possible to absolutely you know grow your 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 net worth up to a million pounds um it's it's, it's not easy but with the right steps with the right uh tools you can definitely do it um, and 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 P, I don't know about you, but I I think you know the great thing about building wealth long term is the person who you become and the maturity mm. that you mm. build along the way. Mm. If you gave me a million pounds, uh, in my even in my mid twenties, mm. um, which is uh, just uh, under a decade ago now, then then I probably would have made a lot of silly decisions with it. Yeah. Um. You know, and and it could it could have uh, ruined my life, hmm. right? So chances are for most people, trust me, you don't need a million pounds right now. Mm. <laughs> it may be the worst thing that could possibly happen to you, right? Uh, but No lies told there, man. Yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, look, if you're building wealth long term, the person you become, the education you build, the resilience, the, the mindset. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, in the Bible talks about, uh, you know, dishonest money dwindles away. Um, mm. But money gained little by little lasts. Hmm. And and that's that's what we believe in. You know, we we're not we're not there just waiting for a million pounds to hit our bank accounts. We're building it long term. Um, and I don't know about you, Peter, but I I, I hope to have a million pounds as a net worth um, over time. <laughs> Absolutely, man. In our episode sixty six, the power of compound interest, we do a live demo looking at the calculator and looking at how achievable um, amassing um, even more of that um, can be over time. And it's so important, as just Jack said. Um, that the, we develop these things over time as well um, as we're developing our character. So, no, man, um, definitely in agreement with that, Jax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love so it, there you have it. it. Yeah, there you have it. That's that. Those are the things that I would definitely consider, um, you know, if I was to have a million pounds today. Um, but I think 
the most important thing probably is um, to also speak to a regulated financial advisor. I think mm. there are many things that we can, again, fantasize about, but the truth of the matter is the moment that some of money hits your bank account, uh, there are definitely things that you want to understand, <laughs> um, including things like inheritance tax mm. and all that kind of stuff. So definitely good to speak to a professional, uh, one with a heart of an educator, and make sure you have all the right structures in place, including insurances, etc. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. No, I really, really enjoyed this episode, man. Um, and who knows, man, in a, in in years to come, we can listen back to this episode and see <laughs> just how close we was. Because, Jax, if I see you just splashing out on, I don't know, a new mansion or whatever, a mortgage on a mansion or something <laughs> like that, you spend everything, I'll be like, hmm, Jax, I don't know. I'll just replay well, this episode. The, the interesting thing is, uh, we've talked about what I, Mr. Jack Sopoku, would do uh, if I, you know, I had a million pounds or one million pounds. What we haven't asked is what Mrs. Sopoku would want to do. <laughs> you mentioned your wife, yeah, in terms of the travelling, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we have to because because you know. You know, the truth of the matter is, you know, the decisions that I make now are not singular. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. no longer independent. I'm interdependent. So um, those are the things that I would want to do, but it's a conversation so, that I would have to have. So, Jazz, are you basically saying in 20 years' time, if I see you doing something completely different, you know who to blame? <laughs> <laughs> You're basically saying this is what I said I would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you That's know, hilarious. There's a point for the listeners to know, like, look, and this is a conversation for another day. Uh, you know, we talk about marriage and money. Uh, you know, as I said, I'm no longer uh, independent. So mm. every decision that I make has to be run past uh, my wife. And mm. whilst I may have a certain attitude towards risk and I have a certain ideology and my, my belief system on money, whilst to a high extent she shares the same values, there are other things that are more important to her as well. Mm. Um, so that's 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 something that we will have to do. We will have to. Uh, and I probably didn't mention it. Yeah, we'll have to, on that holiday or on that planning stage, we'll have to have some serious conversations mm. um, about what we both want to do uh, for our current self and for our future self and our future children, etc. And it's about what works for, for you. Um, it's not a right or wrong thing. So no, definitely, definitely hear that one, man. Yeah. Um, Jazz, we're going to give a quick shout out to where we're getting listeners from. Um, and this place is called Corrientes, which is um, a city in Argentina. Oh, nice. We've had a few listeners from Argentina um, mm-hmm. and, and the South of America as well. Welcome to the World Finance Podcast. You're here with uh, myself, Jax, and the co-host, Peter. On this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about what we do, because World Finance is more than just a podcast, we serve in the community, head over to www.wokefinance.co.uk. That's www wokefinance.co.uk and if you want to engage with us on socials we are mainly on instagram that will be at woke finance team again that's at woke finance team also we are on linkedin so if you just search for woke finance you will find us there as well so uh, connect with us um, so that you can keep updated with all the things that we are doing but i hope you are enjoying the podcast and gaining tons of value Come on, come on, come on, come on. And let us know how you came across the podcast. We're always interested um, in finding out how you just came across the podcast. So hopefully you've been enjoying. And a massive shout out to all of our listeners in Argentina and all over the world. Um, Jax, any cl- uh, final closing comments? 
Yeah, I won a million pounds. Yeah, come on, congrats. <laughs> I didn't even congratulate you or anything. I'm just saying, what would you do if you got it? <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I haven't actually won a million pounds, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 good to just be thinking about the things that we we um we, we consider. And I think what what our listeners can gauge from um our conversation as well is that uh we are all different. Mm. And and you know we have different attitudes towards risk. Uh, we we have different attitudes towards what brings us uh, financial joy. Um, some of us are more security focused, and I know that um, many people have a different answer. So um, I would encourage our listeners to let us know um, mm. what you do if uh, you won a million pounds today. What are the things that will uh, you know what the dopamine hit? Or, you know what 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 would what would excite you the most and, and what would you want to do first and foremost with the, with the one million pounds proceeds? That's something that uh, I would be very, very much interested in hearing. If you want to let us know, uh, probably it's best to slide into our DMs on uh, Instagram. That's at what finance team again, or you can actually email it to us, email it to us. That would be info at walkfinance.co.uk. Again, that's info at walkfinance.co.uk with subject heading, a million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Actually, generally looking forward to hearing what people have to say. Um, we will definitely give it a shout out as well in the episodes. Um, but now, nah, man, Jack's always been good. Always a pleasure. Um, until the next time, man. I remember all. Stay, stay woke. woke.